Fearscape Media Network, exploring the unknown, one podcast at a time. friends welcome to another terrifying episode of misters of the dark the greatest horror podcast in the history of horror podcasting as always we're being directly to you to from nowhere a suburb of parts unknown i am your co-mister <laughs> oops i mean only mister the man with no name lance wayne and i am so excited as you may have heard my dear quarter brother stefan has gone on satanical it's like a sabbatical, only punnier. Because of a certain final installment of a popular horror franchise. So with all that out of the way, allow me to welcome you again to Mr. of the Dark. A brand new show celebrating not just all things horror, but all things me. Let us begin from the beginning, when I was just a small, horned, and newly formed... Who in the hell... Greetings, I am His Holiness, St. Cory Adams, patron saint of the dark. What in the name of... In the name of the dark, young no-name. Don't preach to me about the dark, buddy. I am now at solitary, mister. Which leads me to my reasoning for being here at your delightful, dilapidated mansion. I've been sent here to help you through your grieving of your recently departed head, Mr. Lord Stephen Gerhardt. He's not dead, you dummy. He went on satanical. Oh my, satanical? Is that anything like a sabbatical? Yes, only punnier. Good lord, I'm getting really tired of having to say that. Well, that's unfortunate. I've traveled so far. (sighs) I'll tell you what, your holiness. Since you've already decided to rudely interrupt the debut of my very first solo show, why don't you stick around and help me with introducing a new segment called Graphic Content, where we discuss horror in the funny books. Boy, would I! And our first entry is the 2018 Image comic series, Ice Cream Man. Ice cream? I love ice cream. Shut up. Oh, and by the way, were you raised in a barn? Shut the door! Sorry. Okay, well, let's start this thing off. Uh, yes, Stefan is no longer with us now. He will be visiting from time to time. He is on satanical. It's like a sabbatical, only punnier. A little part of me dies each and every time I have to utter that sentence, but what are you going to do? But fear not, for we have His Holiness, Patron Saint of the Dark, Saint Cory. You all are probably familiar with him. He has done our, him and his better half, Our Lady of the Dark, Ashley Jones Adams, have done, they have done our uh, musical intro and outro thing since the very beginning. Uh, you know that he has the body of a thoroughbred. And uh, that he also does a dead-on Franklin impression, which I make him do at my every beck and whim. I say, dance, monkey, dance, and he does it. But aside from that, what 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 it, well, what me and Stefan like to call our civilian life when we're not in nowhere, a suburb of parts unknown, what, 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 what are you into? Um, well, I'm a husband, a father, 
I uh, I'm a musician. I uh, I'm an artist. Uh, and um, you can talk to me. I'm not a priest. <laughs> uh, I'm a, a big fat nerd. Um, <laughs> I'm a goofy goober. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god. All right, well, I think with that being said, uh, just make Corey feel welcome. I know you will, all five of you that listen to this show. Uh, we are going, this is our newest, uh, you all heard it, I don't know why I'm explaining again, but this is our newest segment where we talk about horror and comics, because we need to start covering something other than movies all the time. Movies that make me want to shoot myself in the fucking skull. So, with that being said... This is something you have been wanting me to read for about the past four freaking years. Yeah. And I never get... You even bought it for me for Christmas. Yep. And I, I didn't get around to reading it then. I don't know why. Uh, but you were big on it. Even when me and Stefan were doing the show, we were like, what do you what do you think we should talk about? You were like, Ice Cream Man. <laughs> like, I mean, that was just always your go-to. So finally, with you coming on the show, what do you want to cover, Corey? Ice Cream Man. So here we are today. So, uh, start us off. How'd you figure out about this? Because you told me about this. I'd never heard of it. Um, it was a while back. Um, maybe about five years ago or so. Um, my ex-brother-in-law, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Stephen. He bought it for me for my birthday. And I read it. I was obsessed with it. I loved it. And I just kept thinking, man, Lance will love this. Yeah. So then I bought it for you and gave it to you for Christmas that year. And I didn't read <laughs> it. Did you read it yet? Did you read it yet? <laughs> no. I, hey, man, I was going through a lot of shit then, man. I, I was going through a lot of shit. But, um, but yeah, and so uh, even now recently that you finally got around to reading it, and I keep asking you, uh, so what'd you think? I know, you're getting awfully tired of that uh, <laughs> pearl gif of her going, shh, I know, I fucking, I could stare at it all day, damn. Uh but uh, bum, so, bum, what did you think? I thought it was okay. Are you being for real? <laughs> yes, I, I, for one thing, I, and this is what I want to say to you, because you know what I was going through at the beginning of, was or towards the end of, twenty eighteen or whatever. You know what I was going through. I'm not bringing it up because I don't like to bring up my personal shit on this show. But uh, uh, one, because because you said you wanted to cover it, uh. Back in, when was this? Uh, September, maybe? Yeah. It was maybe September. And uh, I ended up reading all of it. Like, like almost like a day or so after. That's something Corey's always gotten on me about. He says, I read things extremely <laughs> fast. I don't know. I, if only that power could be used for good, I guess. <laughs> but, uh... uh I, I read through it all. And like I said, I... Came out feeling kind of indifferent, and then uh, just to kind of you know just cover you know cover all my bases, however you want to say it, I ended up reading it uh, a couple of days ago. Not all of it. I got I think into like maybe to uh, issue thirteen, and part of me thought, Corey, you already knew I was in a bad place. Why the <laughs> fuck did you hand this to me and say you'll love this? This th- this fucker is depressing beyond all reasonable doubt. It does have some depressing it parts. It is full of existential dread. I really did. I was sitting there reading it, and the whole time just thinking, "What the? Did, did, you might as well have handed me a loaded pistol." <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. I got- <laughs> 
What are they? I mean, what, what's the the road of hell is paved with men with good intentions? <laughs> Fuck me! I'm sorry. Jesus. Well, God, I feel bad now. I don't even know what to talk about. And I'm just, still, and I was in a pretty bad fucking place when I recently read it again. <laughs> I'm like, Corey, why are you doing this to me? I asked you to come on my, on, not my show, but on the show. But yeah, I did. I thought I, I didn't hate it. I didn't. I didn't hate it at well, all. Well, I thought there were some parts that you would really like. I mean, that, <laughs> and well, it's it's an for those that aren't familiar with it. Yeah, it's an anthology horror book. So every issue is its own like self-contained story, and there is some kind of like a throughout pl- like plot to yeah, it. Yeah, what do they call that? They call that the I don't know. I I read a some, a review for an anthology film, and they knew the term. I don't know, like the framework or something. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> You're fine. Um, but uh, the ice cream man almost works kind of like a crypt keeper sort of character, and uh, or sort of like Rod Serling from Twilight Zone. He kind of pops in and out of each story, but the stories themselves are kind of self-contained. Well, I see, and that was another thing, too. I You, you say that, and I do agree, but uh, honestly, as you read, because uh, just to let everybody know, we're only covering the four, uh, the first four issues, and, and, and to get, you it's, know this terminology better than I do. What? It's the first uh, trade paperback. Okay, yeah, uh, but, and... You know, it kind of with the fourth issue kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger because, like I said, I've read went ahead and read the entire uh, series. They, they by the end of it, he 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 does play a larger role. Yeah, and it almost does for me anyway. I thought it kind of became his story. I mean, it does increase a little bit more and more, but I think that was kind of what interesting too is because when you first see him. You have like a mystery with them, and you want to know more about them, and you slowly start to figure out a little bit more about them. And yeah, I don't know. You were just you want to just start with the first issue. It's called uh, Rainbow Sprinkles. Or no, 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 no. No, the first issue is Rainbow Surprise, a Raspberry Surprise. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, chapter one, Raspberry Surprise. Yeah, and uh, it just starts off typical day. There's a, I mean, even from the beginning, you can tell this dude's a weirdo. Just an ice cream man. It's set in very suburbia. Just little town anywhere and what what is the name of the town though they do have a name for it um I don't it's remember. called like blessings or something uh it could be it we'll get know. we'll get to it um but anyway just the ice cream man he's doing his thing he's serving ice cream uh gives you know cone to a little girl and his mother and then a small boy walks up and uh you can the ice cream man is even like, hey, why, why are you here alone? And uh, the boy is like, I'm a grown up, or I'm tough. I'm a big boy. I'm a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just how the ice cream man likes them. Uh, anyway, but so the ice cream man's okay. What do you want? Two scoops of chocolate. La di da. He walks back to his house, and he's calling for his parents, and you find out. His both of his parents are dead. Well, no, no, okay, yeah, no, okay. I, I thought he got introduced later. But what's the name of the spider? Rupert. Rupert. You yeah. find out he has a pet spider named Rupert, and the spider's they, very poisonous. Yeah, apparently. they 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 explain it. They go into the whole like erectus, <laughs> nictus, give it all the terminology and shit. I don't know. 
Don't they mention well, yeah, <laughs> that, that you that die with like a hard on? Yeah, that's, or that's, I actually wrote this down. Yeah, uh, one of the side effects if you get bitten is a never-ending erection. <laughs> and I wrote, ha ha, because I just felt, because I'm 12, and I found that. Hell yes. Hell yeah. I found that, uh, I laughed and laughed. <laughs> but uh, then we cut to a uh, police station, and what is her name? Uh, Jolly O. Juan, but she has a nickname 5V in reference to the fact that her first name Chinese for most beautiful willow contains all five vowels of the English alphabet. And uh, so she's sitting with her partner, and they got a sketch artist with them. And there's this lady, you can tell she's one of those crazy cat ladies. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is saying, What's the, what's the Mr. Padsworth or something? What's the, the, the cat's name? Is this um. even relevant? <laughs> and she's just, she, uh, somebody, somebody killed her cat and she has a bag with her and she pulls out and it's just like the skeletal remains of this cat but they're in like pristine um he sucked the skin right off it sucked the skin right (laughs) off boy if i could think of all the times people refer to me like that but um she's talking to the police sketch artist and he holds up a picture of what looks like a wolf man yeah and but it's it's, uh, called the thingamacritter (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's him thingamacritter yeah yeah the thingamacritter and uh so, I mean, they're just kind of like, okay, we'll get back with you, trying to brush her off. Uh, also, <laughs> because then uh, they're, they're, what do you, I guess he's the sergeant? Oh, yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, calls him in, and I even wrote, I said, 31 flavors, the cherry on the sundae, already two ice cream references. Oh, that's a very, like, reoccurring <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I... Little on the nose. Oh, I don't know. I just... If you ask me, I don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, they continue, and uh, uh, we get uh, the well. Well, the, the sergeant or whatever tells them, "Hey, these two people have gone missing. We don't know what it's about. So, uh, will you check it out?" And it's actually it is um, Byron. Byron's his name. Uh, it's the little boy, Byron. It's his parents. So. Already, you know, things are being set into motion. Uh, and then Byron arrives in a forest. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah, we got it right out here in front of it. Oh, here out pops the ice cream man, half naked. It looks like his clothes <laughs> have been torn off. And the kid's like, hey, what the hell are you doing out here? You're the ice cream man. And the ice cream man's acting all cryptic and weird. And the kid has a stick with him. And I guess just to shut the kid up, he's like, here, tubby. <laughs> and he turns the stick into ice cream. Into thing. ice cream, into two chocolate scoops. And so Lickety Split. Like, li- yeah, that's his big catchphrase. Lickety split. Um continue. <laughs> uh and we see the two uh, detectives on their way to yeah, the kid's and they, house. And they're having this uh big discussion. Uh, you know, just sort of I and honestly held relative today as it was uh four years ago. They're you know, they're talking about like just how everything's gone to shit, that just nobody's nice to each other. Twitter is the worst place on the face of the earth. And uh is this when we first hear because I even wrote down this phrase, bugs eating us alive. That's sort of that's one of the ice cream man's things too. He connects everything to insects. Yeah. Um so anyway, they approach the house, and uh, this is something I noticed. Um, almost gave it, and I'm gonna go into this a little bit more towards the end. Almost gave it like a Pennywise, like from the uh, 
it chapter one mm-hmm. where uh i don't know how long ago it's been since you've seen that film but uh the children they're walking into different their fr- different friends houses and yeah. things like that and you see the parents watching television and like if you listen closely it's like you hear the the television talking about clowns and going in the sewers until finally with henry bowers pennywise is in the fucking thing he's in the show yeah. And uh, with, and with this, uh, they go in. There's a TV on, and it's an ice cream man commercial. Yeah. So I kind of, I for me anyway, I kind of, uh, I I found a connection there. Uh, at some point, I don't know why I wrote this kid is dumb. <laughs> uh, I think because it's just like your parents are both dead. Your dad's got a never-ending erection. Your dad has a never-ending <laughs> erection. Uh, I would fucking if it was me, I would call the police, call their family members. If kid just goes around with a spider eating ice cream, so yeah. So Corey, you want to continue on with this? Um, yeah. Um, so I took I I just kind of took it as like with the TV commercial and thing. It it's like kind of like a way of like. It's like these are all just kind of like these innocent people, and he's kind of like this uh, entity, and he's like interfering with their lives. Like, like Pennywise. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not saying that like, they ripped it off. I'm, no, I, I'm just saying that's what I connected to. Well, I guess I could kind of see he's that. He's always got an eye on the yeah. people of this town. Well, then, um, and so then uh, our first detective gets bit by the spider. Yes. And uh, he's falling down to the ground, foaming at the mouth. And um, he's, I guess, starting to go into his erectus stage. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then uh, Fivey, is, uh, she sees the kid in the house, and he starts running out the back door. She chases him and chases him up to the point of where she sees him being grabbed up by our wolfman. Yeah, the th- the, I actually wrote the arrival of the thingamacritter. <laughs> the thingamacritter. Yeah. <laughs> of... Uh, but the, and like the thing that always kind of got me about this book too is like the artwork doesn't always look like really scary. It like a, a lot of parts like are like very kind of innocent looking and very kind of like I don't know like very bright and colorful and stuff. Well, think, and then I like and then I when think... it makes that sharp turn to like the like the thing of a critter or something like it's like that's what makes it a little bit more jolting is it goes from such like bright poppy colorful art to like in well, your face out of nowhere. I mean, the ice cream man. He's he's in all white. His truck has very you know bright colors on it. I think it's like anything else, you know, they want to, they, they love the, um, what do they call it? Not abstraction, the, the contrast Yeah. that, you know, which they do in a lot of films. There's this, you know, it's like the David Lynch film. Uh, damn it. I'm going to get this wrong. I know I am. I believe it's blue velvet, but it starts out. It's just this beautiful, maybe like even 1950s looking, just the suburban, the nuclear family, all the, the picket fences, just this beautiful town. And then it go. Then the shot continues to go down into the ground. You see all these bugs and insects, and mm. that's supposed to represent just like what's really going on. Yeah. And I think that's what they're doing with this. I, nothing wrong with it. You know, they're not reinventing the wheel, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, this is where it got a little confusing for me. Well, a little later on, uh, the spider, uh, Rupert. Uh, yeah. He ends up biting the thingamacritter, which we are led to believe is the ice cream man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so he, it, does it run off? Does the thingamacritter just run off? Because he's attacking, uh, Byron and, uh, 5e. 
Yeah. So does it just he? Yeah, he gets bit and he ends up just kind of trailing off. Uh, and I did I did write this down because I thought it was funny because I was kind of feeling this. But Five uh, V says, "What's your name, kid?" Kid goes Byron, and then the next shot you just start laying on her back saying, "Fuck, Fuck you, Byron." Byron. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, and that's that, like. Uh, because I even wrote down, I said, so was the ice cream man the thingamacritter? Why did he let the spider bite him? Because that's the, later on, they go back to the crime scene. Um, 5e is just her partner ends up dying. Um, uh, they end up not finding the spider. But then you see the spider walking along the street. And lo and behold, there's the ice cream man in his white suit looking like, you know completely fine and he picks up the spider and turns it into ice cream and that's what really confused me and again he says look at he split um uh, yeah um so i'd like i said i just like so if why did he i mean was he just doing that for show um well i don't well i think maybe when he picks it up and turns it into ice cream because uh, after after rupert bites the thingamacritter, it take it runs off. So maybe it really was like the this kid's pet, and so he was like kind of biting him to protect the kid. I just, maybe. well, I, I just, I'm under the, I guess, I'm under the assumption. And like I said, I, I really probably shouldn't have read more into this because, and not to give anything away, but you know, insects. We said we stated that before. That's a real big thing with the ice cream man. So anytime anything has to do with insects, I just assume it's under his influence. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. I, I was left confused. I thought it was a good little scary story. Like I said, it left me confused, but nothing that, you know, I'm, ah, you know, <laughs> wanted to rip it in half and throw it out the window or anything. But that brings us to the second issue, which is called Rainbow Sprinkles. And uh, I forgot to even state it at the beginning, but Corey, who's the artist and the uh, uh, writer of this comic? It's uh, written by W. Maxwell Prince. Art by Martin Marazzo. Okay, Martin. Because I thought I, I I I know I read this entire thing without even like seeing who the, I feel dumb. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I thought I thought what is that artist's name? He does a bunch of stuff with uh, oh what's his not Neil Gaiman the other British brooding dark dude but he's bald. Oh um what is his name? Uh Brian As Asro or something. Azarello. Yeah, yeah. I th- I thought he did the art. I thought it looked a lot like his. But anyway, that's not important. But anyway, okay, uh, Rainbow Sprinkles. Uh, And, yeah, just to give you just my first thoughts of this uh, issue, I wrote, this is already depressing. And why the fuck would Corey want to have me read something like this? It was like you were handing me a loaded gun. (laughs) Okay, I will admit, it's been a while since I first read this four years ago. And when I first read it, I just, there's certain, again, it's anthology. There's certain stories that are isolated. I thought there were certain ones that would stand out to him that he would like. And those were the ones that stood out to me. And I forgot about some of the really fucked up ones. <laughs> you did. You, you really. But uh, why, why, why don't you start us off? Or we get our, our, the setting, our two main characters, you have the floor. Okay, so... Unfortunately, for <laughs> okay, uh, this is um, NSFW um, or whatever. Um, you know, make sure your children are out of the room. <laughs> oh, fuck them! 
but bring your children in to listen to this shit. Okay, so it opens up with um, these two addicts, and um, the boyfriend is nodding out. Yeah, he's dope sick. Is yeah. that, isn't, is that what, they even phrase it that way, don't they? I guess so. Oh, okay. And um, the girlfriend keeps trying to like check on them and tend to them. And keeps saying that she's going to get them one more fix, and then they're gonna, everything's going to be okay. Then they're going to get clean after this one last time. And it shows how they met and everything. And this is something I want to point out. You you got it in your hand, so correct me if I'm wrong, but like. <clears throat> All of her uh, speech bubbles or whatever, mm-hmm. I noticed uh, there aren't like any periods or anything. Did you notice that? No, I didn't notice that. But yeah, yeah I mean, if just if, just give me a second opinion on that. And uh, I just I found that really interesting because I mean it, it's only when the addicts speak. Yeah. It, well, her mainly because our boyfriend's out, you know, cold, but uh. And I just, I thought that was kind of interesting. I guess, was it supposed to be like a stream of conscious? Because, you know. Probably. So, I don't know. I thought that was interesting myself. But yeah, it's, it's going through these like flashbacks of when they first met and how everything was all happy-go-lucky and Hunky everything. dory And then, uh, slowly but surely, they uh, start getting hooked on dope and uh, how things start quickly going downhill from there. Uh, yeah, I even wrote down, uh, we robbed that poor old lady with the oxygen tank. Good Lord. <laughs> I, I, I wrote good Lord. Right. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my God. It is not like this is the fir- isn't the first time I've seen, you know, I mean, hell, uh, Pulp Fiction I know, man, you yeah. know, has a whole, uh, you know, heroin scene. But I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, well, yeah. Like I said, again, it's been a while. Like, so it's the certain, I, I know I sound like a broken record. But it's the certain uh, um, anthology isolated stories that stand out to me. The ones that I uh, I remembered the most. I've kind of forgot all about this one. But um, then it kind of pans over to a few miles away uh, to a different house. And it's this kind of elderly couple. Yeah. And this old man, he's... He's not in good shape. He's just got he's got arthritis real bad. He's just yeah. He's you know, had, had a couple of surgeries on his back too. Yeah. So he's just kind of this crotchety, uh, grumpy old man, and he's just sitting around kind of bitching. And <laughs> I mean, he is. <laughs> I got my own problems, old man. Go die. But uh, and his wife's trying to help him out the best she but the best she can, and uh, he just keeps bitching and. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they got the point. He just he's just bitching. Uh, but uh, then it cuts back to uh, the addict, and she has stumbled across the ice cream truck. Yeah, she's checking like these different cars that are parked along the side of the street, and she's trying to check any of them to see if like any I guess anybody left their keys in or see if there's anything she can steal. And she comes across the ice cream truck that's been unattended. Yeah, and she just starts, I mean, just going fucking berserk. And this ice, I mean, she's just, she's almost running over people. I think she's, like, running through fences and shit. Just, she's causing all kinds of uh, mayhem. And that is where we cut back to, well, no, I guess it's not a few miles away now. She's 
Going, yeah. Driving like a bat out of hell. But we cut back to our uh, elderly couple. Yeah. And so um, the elderly couple, they're walking out of the house now to go. Uh, they're walking towards the car. And um, the old woman, she's kind of about had it with his attitude. Like she's been trying to stay positive as best she can. Yeah, but, but he just keeps bitching. <laughs> well, I mean, he is. And uh, when they get to their car, you see a close up of uh so like there's these like four panels in a row and they're sitting in the car the old man's keeps trying to apologize for his behavior and everything and the more they talk you can kind of see the ice cream truck in the background and it just keeps getting closer and closer until it's right up on them and then the last panel is just solid dark and uh yeah what did i write i wrote the old couple oh my lord i want to cry so, because I, when you see that black panel, you know what is happening. The next thing is you see the ice cream truck, along with the elderly couple's car, just completely smashed. Smithereens. <laughs> Smithereens. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the old dude, the the old man, the the man, the old man that kept on bitching. <laughs> It's Corey so eloquently put it. He's pretty much laying on the ground dying while the wife is trying to, you know, resuscitate him. And uh, the uh, addict, she steps out. and what's She the pulls a gun on them. Yeah, she pulls a gun on them. <laughs> in this happy little tale. Uh, I hear Disney's adapting this. But, uh, fuck, I don't know, maybe. But uh, she's sitting there going, give me the money, give me the money. And the old, old, the old woman's like, the fuck? Yeah. Uh, you know, you're a fucking addict. You just killed my fucking... I'm not gonna get... So, they start bickering back and forth, and wouldn't you know it... She shoots the old lady. She shoots the old lady in this nice little tale. And so, she's... Did she... No, she doesn't steal the money. She, she doesn't steal anything, does she? she just no, I don't think... I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, she just starts back to uh, the, her house, and who is waiting... Oh, the ice cream man is waiting at her house. Exactly. And he's... What does he say? Okay. Jim here's not looking so hot. Yep. Talking about her dope sick boyfriend. Yes. And uh, he's talking... He's referring to the fact that uh, she just took his truck. And um, he's kind of offering her a deal that if she takes his his dope that he's offering to give her that he'll um, kind of call it off with the truck. And that he said like, there's only enough for, uh, for one of them. And so she what? has to choose. Yep. What does she end up choosing? Next shot is a, a bit later <laughs> and there's cops at the house. And what do you know it? She's dead and they resuscitate her boyfriend. Yeah. And, uh, how do, what do they use to resuscitate them? They say it. I found that interesting. I didn't know they had any. I'm not. It's Narcan. Narcan. Okay. I don't. Do you know what that is? Uh, I mean, it's just what they used to resuscitate people when they OD. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't even know they had anything like that. Okay, but cool. That's great. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> so you know, the dude's like, what, "What? What about my girlfriend? What about my girlfriend?" And they tell her she didn't make it. So uh, I'm assuming clearly that what the ice cream man uh, gave her was just poison. Yeah, and uh, then we see uh, we cut to a, bunch, a little bit of a montage of him kind of you know trying to get back on the straight and narrow. Uh, there's also uh, 
I don't know what if you would call it a monologue or not, but uh, it's the girlfriend who I assume is in heaven. I think she even says because th- that was one thing she we're going we're we're got, we're gonna get enough money to go to Arizona. They want to go yeah. to Arizona. I guess they want to be with Stefan. I don't know. I, you would have to be on dope <laughs> if you wanted to be around him. Uh, love you, Stefan. But <laughs> but uh, so he they show him he's in uh he's in rehab yeah rehab support groups. Uh, then they cut to him on this park bench, and he's looking at his, uh, how long is it? Is it one week? Yeah, his one week uh, coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he's just sitting there thinking, and of course this monologue's going on, and she's saying, just to kind of shorten, get to the short and skinny of it, she's, um, says, you know, I hope, I hope to see, I hope you end up joining me here, not too soon, but, you know, you'll love it here. And uh, what does the boyfriend do? He tosses the coin into a pond. Oh, and I said, ending. And now I'm even more depressed. (laughs) I mean... Okay, but the next chapter is a chapter called Good Old Fashioned Vanilla. Which is very, like, rock and roll, rockabilly um, inspired. Yeah. And, um... Like for anybody that's familiar with like comics or anything like that, it's very reminiscent of like something you would see from like Mike Allred or something like that. And it starts off with um, this scene from like back in the fifties. This uh, rock star is uh, kicking off like his song. He's introducing it, and it's called "Rock All the Time." Yeah, yeah, just very. Uh, <clears throat> he's very. <clears throat> my gosh, uh, very. Uh, it's like. I wouldn't even say so much Elvis, more uh, Bill Haley in the comments. Yeah. Like, you know, just almost Buddy Holly-like. Yeah. Uh, I think more so, now I'm going kind of off in the music history, but <laughs> I'm thinking more Bill Haley in the comics, because they only really had the one song, mm-hmm. which is said to be, you know, the uh, first, um, I don't know, is it considered the first rock song? Uh, maybe the first successful. I guess, yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, they're showing he's having a good time. And there's even a DJ that's even saying, like, you know, that... Uh, what's his name? It's, um, is it Bud? It's Buddy something. Oh, Bud Hickey. Bud Hickey. But uh, this DJ, he's even, like... Uh, t- uh, talking about it like it's it, it's a new religion. And yeah. Bud Hickey is the... The leader of this the, new... The pastor. Yes, of this of this new religion called rock and roll. And then we cut to... Doesn't even say, I don't even think it says how... It just says now, now present yeah, time. Yeah, it doesn't give us like a clear indication. But uh, we cut to two, uh, I assume, teenagers in a diner. Mm-hmm. And they're just saying... You, you just it's just them talking for the first few panels and you know they're saying things like the boy's like whoa is that that really him and she's like yeah and she's saying like how he comes to this diner just every day and how he drinks every day and he plays the his song on the jukebox over and yeah over. yeah yeah just just it's kind of that you know kind of the stereotypical one hit wonder you know he can't move on yeah uh but anyway, so he just he goes to this diner every day. I mean, he's even is he's even talking to the waiter, isn't he? And yeah. Like, what's he what's he what's he say to the waiter? Something like it's about the song. Yeah, he's like uh, he says um, 
you know I wrote that, right? And uh, the guy's <laughs> like, yeah, it's a good one. I've heard it. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the guy, the, 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 the waiter, man, he's, you know, he's this typical, like, diner owner. He's older, balding, and, you know, I mean, you could even just tell from the writing that the guy, he's he's just being nice. He's just, but he's really like, I'm, I'm fucking over this. Why can't you be... <laughs> But uh, who, 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 how do you know, or whatever, however you say that, I don't know how. What, what do you what, know? What do you know? <laughs> who strolls in, Corey? Uh, the ice cream man. The ice cream man. I'm your ice cream man. Stop me when I'm passing by. David Lee Roth is the best. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and uh, uh, this was something that stuck out to me. He asked the ice cream man, "What's, who's the father of rock and roll?" and <laughs> Ice cream man, I got a chuckle out of this. Ice cream man goes, "That's simple, Elvis, the king," <laughs> which infuriates poor uh, Bud. Uh, you know, and he's like, what, "What does he say about Elvis? Elvis took all his glory, or something to the extent." Yeah, he said Elvis gets all the credit. Uh, yeah, said. yeah, Elvis gets all the credit. And uh, what does old our old ice cream man do? He produces. We didn't even tell the title of this episode, or this episode, this issue. It's called Good Old Fashioned Vanilla. Yeah, we said that. Oh, did we? Okay, yeah. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> uh, I think few. you had some ice cream earlier. Yeah, I had some ice cream earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it's goofy goober. It's yeah. like, oh, Sp- SpongeBob's night out. Yeah. God, we're children. But <laughs> anyway, uh, he produces a vanilla ice cream cone. And he must have had some pretty good shit in that ice cream cone because... <laughs> Old Bud Hickey starts walking home. Yeah, starts walking home. And when he's home, you just see all this paraphernalia of Bud Hickey, king of rock and roll. And well, one thing, I want to, before he walks into his house, you see on the telephone pole, there's a flyer up for a missing cat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I would assume that's like a, fl- like a throwback to the first yeah, issue. Yeah, there's something later. I don't know if it's in uh, the fourth issue or not. I thought I, I caught something as I wrote read more into it. But, yeah, there's a lot of those little things you know easter eggs laying about but any but anyway yeah you go ahead all right but anyway bud hickey goes into his home he's sitting down he starts that's another thing the almost like and i'm just using this for lack of a better comparison or whatever but almost like when you when you see the girls in white jump roping you know freddie yeah. is not far behind when you can see like the music notes from the ice cream truck you can yeah and they're always the same color what is it? it's red yellow and blue and it's like you said it's these musical notes throughout the page mm-hmm. and um bud hears them coming from the basement so he goes down to investigate and he opens his uh door and lo and behold it's just this crazy like psychedelic yeah <laughs> just surreal world it's the, the the ground is orange the sky is green and it is uh he's talking to this astro or he sees this astronaut and then he sees um this like i don't know afro lady riding a big motorcycle yeah <laughs> and she's like there's these big like giant ice cream monsters that are chasing them yeah, well they got a name for them don't they Aren't they called the lickety splits or something? It's uh no, they're the drippers. The drippers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Put that right up there with moist. Uh, anyway, uh, so like big battles ensuing. There, he has no idea what's going on, nor do I. Uh, but <laughs> but anyway, well, to coming to their rescue, you see a big yellow submarine. Yeah, yeah, and uh, 
uh, even I don't I don't know if she states it, but her but but the astronaut lady's name that he stumbles upon is named Ruby Tuesday, mm-hmm. which is of course a popular uh, Rolling Stone song. I had an ex-girlfriend that sung it to me in a car one. It was one of the most. I'm, this is a horror. I shut, shut up, wait, shut up, shut up. <laughs> anyway, so they stumble on board, and I even wrote because when they introduce her, it's just a little. Uh, I can't. I can work. It's not really a word bubble. You're like a narration. Narr- okay, yeah. Uh, they say uh, uh, Ruby Tuesday. What does it say? It's. No one can hang a name on her. <laughs> I just, I, and I did. I chuckled at that. Well, and they they do kind of. He looks like they look over, and there's a table of all these different rock and roll type characters. Yeah, sitting around. There's Ziggy Stardust, of course. And, and underneath him, it's just got a bunch of like, like uh, yeah. hashtags and ads, and I, I like didn't, I didn't really get that. I don't know. I didn't get that either. I like my personal favorite is uh, Eleanor Rigby, which <laughs> of course is the. Uh, the famous Beatles song. Yeah. And I think it even says... Keeps her face in a jar. And I mean, it's literally, it's a lady with no face, and she's holding a jar with her face in it. Yeah. I just, they just, they they didn't want to be subtle with that, did they? They were like, we're fucking doing it. <laughs> but uh, you also, you have, of course, which confused me a little bit, you have Major Tom, who's an astronaut. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that, this kind of confused me, because I thought, well, you already got Ziggy. Yeah. Why do you need two David Bowie... References, I don't know. That you also have uh, Captain Jack and Rocky Raccoon. I, do you know why there are those songs? Uh, no, I'm not familiar. <coughs> if anybody out there listening, if you okay, could, okay. Well, also just to <laughs> interject, did you like this one at least? We're not at the end yet. Oh God! <laughs> uh, but no, as I was saying, if any of you listening, if you want to give us the lowdown on. Uh, Captain Jack or Rocky Raccoon, I would love. I, I'll probably forget about it as soon as I get done recording this. Uh, Rocky Raccoon makes me think of Rocky. Rocky. Yeah, yeah. That, and I didn't. So, but anyway, he's introduced to them all. They're all telling him he. What do they? They refer to him as something. The Hitmaster. The Hitmaker. Yeah. Uh, and they give and they. Um, They're telling him all like the about the drippers and all the stuff that's going on. Yeah. And they need his help. So and they give him this. We, like secret weapon, it's the Hendrix Stratoblaster. And yeah, it, it looks like a Stratocaster. Yeah, but there's a bunch of fucking tubes and shit poking, <laughs> which is it's pretty neat looking. I, yeah, you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, they have to. Their main goal is, is to take down. Is it Conehead? Yeah. And Conehead, Conehead is just this evil entity that took over their um, world. Of course, it's an ice cream cone. Yeah, yeah, it's an ice cream cone. But, uh, and they're, they're telling him that, you know, kind of like in any other story, like, he's the chosen one, he is the hit master, and he needs to write a new hit to take down Conehead. So they go to uh, their, the battlefield, and there's a, uh, I guess, a stone structure yeah. uh, in, in the image of the It kind of looks like, like, like the Egyptian Sphinx, but it's the Conehead. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, I think it even, yeah, it's like, it has the clothes... Of the ice cream man, but the the an cone, ice cream cone head. Yeah, yeah. yeah, an ice cream cone head. And um, yeah, the it just has kind of like this action scene where they're like going into battle against the drippers, which again are just these big ice cream monsters. Yeah, and uh, so and then, you know they're they're all telling him, "You gotta write a hit, you gotta write a hit," and he's like, "I don't know, I can't 
think of anything. And finally, he starts playing his... Uh, One well, hit. No, let, let, before we get to that, Major Tom takes off his helmet. This can, this is another thing, like the first issue. It confused me. And it's... It's the ice it's cream. It's the ice cream man. So why I I thought I think it's just him just like <coughs> just messing with these people just see what like but he's kind of helping them that's what I think he's not really messed I mean I guess you could say yeah he's just he's just fucking with this guy but he's also at the same time like trying to get him to you know trying to get get his self esteem up I don't know and anyway. Maybe uh, giving him false hope or something. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah, I, that could be true. But anyway, uh, Bud start just starts playing his rock all hit. the time. Yeah, he just starts playing that. And uh, right when he's really getting into it, uh, we cut back to the diner, and he's face down on the counter of the di- at the diner, uh, like he was drunk or I, I assume drugged, and uh, a. You know, owners waking him up saying, hey, let me make you a stronger cup of coffee. And he's like, no, 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 I'll be fine. And uh, it just cuts to a, just cuts to him in the seat looking sad. And then you see the yellow submarine yeah, fly yeah, over it's in like, the sky. Yeah, because it's like kind of a, what do they call it? Panned Maybe out. A pan out. You know, you see him alone in his chair and then the last shot is the whole city in the sky and you see the yellow submarine flying. Uh, I wrote, what did I write for this one? I just wrote ending what? Because <laughs> I didn't really. I, didn't I just really, never really took like I never. I didn't think too much about like I don't know like what like anything was supposed to mean. It's just these kind of fantastical yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, and like, I can see it. And maybe maybe I'm just a prude asshole. <laughs> I, I mean, I really do because I mean. I thought you would have loved that one. I, I like some. I thought I thought it had some cool like the thing. I like the Ruby Tuesday. Mm-hmm. thing um like i said the Bo- i like the bowie thing i think aura does it better yeah. <laughs> uh but i don't know um i, I see i i i really i want to wait till towards the end just to give it my final judgment All right. but anyway now we're on to number four in the last issue of the what is this thing the trade the first trade paper okay right. thank you uh and it is called Every good, good boy does fine. I had to look that up because that, like, when I when I read that, it something clicked. Mm-hmm. And what it's something it's something we were taught in like elementary school, aren't we? It's for music. It's the uh, it's the notes E G B D F. Yeah. What and, uh, I, and it made me think of remember the and I still go by this when you know I'm tuning a guitar. But uh, the one the one Every, what our music teacher in high school say that a tune of a guitar is. Well, no, it wasn't the music teacher. It was like my one of my mom's friends oh, who okay. like thought, also played guitar told me the E A D G B E stands for every asshole does get better eventually. <laughs> and I, I dude, I've I've like I said every time I tune a guitar, I I still I still think of that. But that aside, I mean. I'm I'm going to read my first initial thought, and then I want you to kind of right. start off. But I just wrote, and it's going to be depressing. <laughs> yes, this is another depressing one. <laughs> I promise. That- <laughs> A loaded gun, Corey. A loaded gun. I'm I, I I'm telling you not to hurt your feelings, but I really mean I'm glad I did not read it when you gave it to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Well, I just, I know you like horror. I know you like <laughs> comics. I know you like fantasy stuff. I, <laughs> just, let's just. All right, let's anyway. Continue. Let's continue. It starts off with this guy. Uh, he's talking to his wife. His wife is pregnant. She's helping him put a, a tie on, like a suit and tie. And he's nervous because he has to speak at his childhood best friend's eulogy. And they're just kind of well, and it's like uh, he hasn't. I went. I think he's like he hasn't even seen him in ten years. Or yeah, something so like, like that. they they haven't seen each other in a, in a long time. So he's kind of at a loss for words because I mean, honestly, you haven't seen somebody in ten years. You, I mean, ten years is a good little gap of time that that person could, you know, people change. Yeah, but I never do. <laughs> but um, his wife's just kind of trying to, I don't know, console him and. Tell him that you know he's gonna do just fine. Yeah, and to get well, and uh, I, you don't really read too much into it, but uh, now it sticks out to me because she says something along the lines of, "You need to get out because once we have this baby, you're you know you're yeah, late nights are over." <laughs> but um, and it shows that they're they're at the gravesite and he's speaking, and of course, like it's pretty somber. Well, and you I've see, never been to a funeral. It's like whoopee. <laughs> of uh, but then you see like there's this guy in the background, and uh, he's just this kind of old, kind of washed up, scruffy looking guy, and he's like uh, smoking a cigarette, and um, he just kind of like, like I'm looking at my future. <laughs> he's just kind of uh, he's kind of out of frame, and um, everybody's just kind of walking away, leaving, and our main character is still standing there, uh, reflecting. And the older man walks up and gives him a hug, and um, you find out that uh, what was the friend's name? Is it Chris? Well, you find out that it's the, the yeah, it's Chris. Okay, yeah, it's it the uh, the friend who passed. You find out it's his father who was yeah uh, the, just a deadbeat dad. He, yeah, he ditched him. I think when he was like seven. Yeah, I, I, or something like that. And uh, they end up going to a bar together, and they're sitting there, you know, just having a drink. And uh, it, it, he's asking uh, the what? What is his name? I, what? What? What's the friend? The friend that's alive. I don't want to just refer to him as the friend that's alive. <laughs> Joel. Oh, Joel. Joel. Okay. okay. His name is Joel. And uh, Joel asks uh, the father. He's like, you know, I'm getting close. Well, he's kind of asking him, like, like, how'd you do it? How'd you leave? Yeah. And I fir- they first kind of make, make it seem like he's almost giving him shit for it. Like, how, how could you leave like that? But he's asking him for advice. Yeah, he's <laughs> genuinely asking because he's got, you know, he's got the, which is, it's human. I'm not saying you, you should think of this as a viable option. No. Nothing like that. But I'm saying that's human that you want to run away. You know, the, I mean, Corey, you know, having a kid, that's a pretty... Corey wanted children before <laughs> yeah, we... I didn't want to run away. <laughs> well, they, Corey... But the thing with Corey... Corey wanted fucking children when we were in high school. <laughs> I fucking didn't. Not I was like... At the time when well, we were... Of course. But no, but you wanted you wanted the family, you yeah. know, so you you didn't really... You know, that, that, that never entered your mind. No. To run away. Uh, but... What was I going? <laughs> what was the point of this? But he's just—he's uh, asking him like how he left and what it was like and everything. And he's the old man's. I mean, originally he's uh, kind of telling his stories about how he ran off to like this hippie commune. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all this shit. But he's 
the he's 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 ta- trying to talk Joel out of it. He's telling him like it's yeah. a mistake. I should have never done it. Don't do it. Don't make my mistake. Well, the line and I even wrote it down that really, which <laughs> this one tricked me because I thought, oh, we're getting some uplifting shit here. <laughs> but uh, a line I really liked that the father says. Uh, he says something along the lines of the other stuff. That's a trap. Yeah. And I, I I thought that found that really. Uh, uh, poignant. I, I don't. That's I probably said that word wrong. But I mean, yeah. I mean, that that's the truth. You know, he he's saying that you know he felt trapped. He felt like having a child. That you know he was just he was gonna have to do just the monitor, go to work. You know, do do this family vacations and stuff. And he wanted to be a hippie and you know yeah. free love and drugs and blah blah blah. But he said that's a trap. That you know, there's nothing more beautiful than raising yeah a child and like i said i thought i thought oh man good that, that's this is some really uplifting shit I, <laughs> but you know he goes on the dad goes on about like you know oh i never even hugged him i haven't you know never hugged my son and <laughs> charles says i got an idea oh yeah <laughs> well we never said either that, so they just kept saying that he was sick or they're like i never even knew he was sick and i don't know they never really said said. I don't think they say in there was like it was cancer or anything. No, like that. they don't. They, yeah, I don't think they specify. They just said that like I didn't even know he was sick, but um, <laughs> they go back. They but they both been drinking. They go back to the grave. Well, well, they're headed. Then this is what I want to fucking talk about. What is this? The in, we go into an interlude. Yeah, and it's a and at first was it, it well and now this is something we didn't uh, uh, state, but throughout the episode. Uh, God, why do I keep saying that? The issue. The issue. Uh, we keep getting these random. What do they called? <laughs> like like narration. Narration. Thank you. I uh, the bubbles or whatever your panels, and uh, they're just kind of random. Like why? You know why am yeah, I here? Where am I? Why am I here? Yeah, and then the one of the final ones says, "Am I in hell?" Yeah, and then it, and then we get a uh, two black boxes. One says a uh, panels. I'm sorry. One says, and now. A brief and unpleasant interlude. Yeah, <laughs> fucking stating the obvious there. And we see his son. And what do we see his son? We see his son strapped down, being covered by spiders. Then we see his son on a giant pinwheel being tickled by skeletons. Follow that up with him being strapped to a surgical table, having his brain lobotomized by ho- household pets. <laughs> then we cut to a bunch of people just with trumpets. Yeah, blowing just trumpets at him. Then we see him tied to a bunch of tubes, about ready to explode, and then we see him laying in a dungeon, a, in a dungeon, kind of like Saw, <laughs> but naked, chained. Yeah. And uh, what does he say? Is this hell? Am I in hell? Hell. And then this is the ice cream man, I guess, in one of his many forms. It says everywhere is hell, Chris. Yeah. And uh, you're in the sweet place. Can I, can I just hold it? Yeah, go ahead. That's what she said. Um, shut up. You're in the sweet place where all the sick little boys and girls come to rot their teeth. Then the dude's like, sweet place? And it's almost like this huge ice cream monster. Like blob. Yeah, yeah. with all these fa- extra faces on Uh You died, and now you're here. Easy peasy. Lickety split. <laughs> you like music, right? Here's a tune I've been working on. And then we cut... 
Jesus Christ. We cut to a bunch of little montages of just different ways his dad left him over the years. Goodbye, Chrissy. Adios, kid. This is your fault. You're going to be alone forever, champ. Peace, brother. Bye, 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 bye. And then, through the doorway that Chris's father exited through, we see the monster again. Do you like my song, Chris? Do you want to hear it for a thousand years? Cut to a picture of a child, Chris, bawling his eyes out. Then, we are we we come back to the father and Joel at Chris's grave. Not not yet, yet not yet buried or however you say it, gravesite. He's still just in the casket above ground. And uh, so then his dad is giving him a hug. That yes, they take him out of the casket, and he, he gets his. Says, hug. It's okay. I'm here now. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm right here. Hold as tight as you can. Okay. Continue. Then we cut back to the ice cream man. He's giving kids another little girl ice cream. When a mysterious man in black shows up, much a la Halloween Five. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> or it, like, I mean, he's got kind of like a, I don't know, like like, like sort of like a cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? I like the cowboy motif. <laughs> 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 but like uh, your style, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but they uh, they interact with one another. What do they say? Because because when the ice cream man sees this dude, he. he just, not happy. He's very pissed. Well, they, the the when the cowboy sees him, uh, when he walks up, uh, the ice cream man says, "Caleb, what are you?" And the the um the cowboy Caleb says, "I know what you're doing to the people in this town, friend of mine, and I don't like it very much at all. No siree." And the ice cream man looks all like nervous or something. Yeah, I mean, he even oh my god, I didn't even notice this, but he's like bending part of his truck. Yeah. You know, I guess he's showing. I mean, this dude is trouble for him anyway hopefully he's help for us yeah but uh so that is the first four issues of ice cream man so i guess what we're gonna do now is like we always do it whether it be films or whatnot how we came away from it <laughs> do you want me to go first yeah i guess so first? yeah and you're so eager to hear mine I, like i said i thought it was okay uh it certainly wasn't what I was expecting. I was thinking it to be more along the lines of... I, I definitely thought, just like much, like a lot of everything nowadays, it was almost just going to be a more graphic Tales from the Crypt. Just yeah. a different... I wasn't expecting this um, story thread or whatever you want to call it with the Ice Cream Man, and then they introduce Caleb into it. Uh... There were, there were, there were things I liked about it, but I just, I feel like its hindrance is that story thread. Because if, if, and I'm not going to get into it because we've already given you the first four issues. If now you're on your own. Whether you I wanna... still recommend it highly. Okay, well, okay. Uh, I mean, I recommend it. Just, you know, try it out. Try, try it like a, like a wood ice cream, you know? <laughs> Lickety split. Lickety split. But, uh. It, I'm really getting tired of this, and it started with it, mm -hmm. with mainly the book, because like the films tend to touch on it, but you know the you, there there's no way you could shoot any you could you could put anything to screen maybe a comic book, 
Mm. Uh, you know, something like graphic novel like that. But there's no way, no, no studio has the money or the time to shoot every word of what Stephen King wrote. I mean, mm. for one, because with that, I don't, I, well, if you listen to us, I'm sure you've read the book or seen a physical copy of it. You can kill somebody with that book. <laughs> yeah. I I started out a couple of years ago reading, actually reading the, you know, the book, the physical copy, and eventually I just, you know, life happens. I got distracted with other things, but then I got really turned on to uh, audiobooks. And so I uh, downloaded the audiobook 24 hours long. <laughs> and it was good. I like it. I like it. But I feel like I feel like the abstract shit is just being way overdone nowadays. Well, I, well, I mean, because when that first came out, I mean, it was. I'm a, when when did the that the uh, last uh, like the first it movie come out? The, the first it movie came out, I believe, in 2016. Oh, and man. the sequel came out in 2018. Okay, well, never mind. I was gonna say because I, I thought maybe it had came out first, but well, there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that that is that's like this now. Uh, like I've noticed. Um, well, and I, you know, honestly, now that I think about it, I don't think it's so much Stephen King. Now that I'm really thinking about it, I think it may be H.P. Lovecraft because mm-hmm. that's one. And I don't because we may cover it in the future, so I don't want to go into it. We're talking about Ice Cream Man now, but uh, that you uh, were the one that told me. I'd heard about it. I just didn't think about getting around to it. But you you were the one that got me hooked on that uh i'm gonna pronounce his name wrong guillermo del toro guillermo, guillermo del toro yeah uh cabinet oh you watched Hiroshi- it he can't oh my god oh my god it's so good <laughs> never mind <laughs> I, no there's episodes i like about it but and i love say his name guillermo del toro i love I, I, most of his films the bulk of his films i do like he's just you know, and I was even reading something today where there, uh, he had uh, put out on the internet because he was going to do At the Mountains of uh, Madness at mm. one point, and he ended up like every. He's kind of notorious for like having fifteen projects going, and then he'll just randomly like do none of them and just do something else. Yeah, but uh, and you know that of course that's a H.P. Lovecraft novel story or whatever, and uh, but if that was one thing it. I, there are episodes I like, but the dude has just got this H.P. Lovecraft complex, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, yeah. it's just like, okay, man, we get it. Well, I kind of feel like even like the the first thing, of course, I ever saw from him was Hellboy, and I remember even like at the time, the first time I watched it, I was like, he really likes giving these monsters tentacles, don't? Yeah, yeah, like, that's how I thought. Like, I, I mean, love, yeah, like I remember when it came out. I mean, we were just in high, we were like yeah. sophomores or something. And uh, I didn't. I mean, I'd heard H.P. Lovecraft. I d- didn't really know anything about him. I, it wasn't until like my twenties I kind of started reading about him and stuff. Uh, it, but I mean, I just I really wish he would have just made his damn H.P. Lovecraft movie and just kind of exercised <laughs> those demons. Yeah, just got out of his system. Because uh, I just and and that's another thing too that drives me crazy with these. Um, anthology series to me the end all the really the end all be all as far as films anthology is creep show yeah and not to say there aren't other good ones but uh with these anthologies and, and this is kind of my complaint with this 
it's just like things happen. No rhyme or reason. Yeah. Things happen. And it's just, you know, by the end of it, you're just like, why? Why? You know, like with Creep Show, like, yes, it, there are random. Why did Ted Danson and the other yeah. lady come back for Leslie Nielsen? But it's kind of got a point. He killed them. They came back. They and they killed him. Well, I mean, I, I, I feel like you, you already know this, but like. Anthology horror is kind of like my favorite brand of horror. It, it's a lot of people's. And uh, like, um, I mean, like most of like my favorite movies, like the like like uh, again, Creep Show. I love Creep Show. The Twilight, the like eighties Twilight Zone movie. I yeah, don't know how yeah, many yeah, times yeah. I've watched that. Um, but I mean, but it, but the, like the thing with like the Twilight Zone and stuff, it made it. They transition clean. Well, and it, the the ending always justifies the beginning. If that makes any sense <laughs> you sort of well yeah i see what you, you know, mean well it, it like just, in tales from the crypt were like that too where like yeah. they um i think they always call it like the just desserts or something where, yes exactly we're exactly. like the the, the 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 monstrous thing that was happening was because the person was doing some kind of a shitty thing yeah and i, re- I remember even somebody um uh when i was in college uh i had a teacher i'm still in contact with them uh but we were talking about like you know kind of that anthology and he, I remember he referred to us as almost like the cosmos. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I took it as with the book, too. Like how... Uh, yeah. It's just... Like I said, one thing, I think it's being overdone. But it, sometimes it just gets too out there. And it's just like... it, it To the point where it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, and also, like... Well, th- I think one of the reasons uh, why I uh, lean a lot towards uh, the anthology stuff is... Cause I, I've always had real bad ADHD, and so uh, like my with my attention span, it's like I love being able to get something like, you know, like a contained story. There you go, it's just like yeah. one and done, and then like the next one is yeah. like oh another one and another one, and yeah. like they're like with these each with my attention span, it's just like that's just like candy for me. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. No, I, I I could definitely see it that way. Um, and there's a lot of good anthology horror out there. There's a lot of fucking bad too. Oh, yeah. Uh. But I don't know, just this. Like I said, I I do. I recommend it if, if that's your thing. Well, and like in the uh, we didn't cover it in this one. Um, I, I don't know if we'll ever get around to it with a future episode. But there's one that um, for anybody that's listening that wants to check out any more of it. There's uh, an issue that's it's unlike anything I've ever read before. I've never seen any other oh, yeah, book we like ta- this yeah, ever. Ta- well, go ahead and say it. I, I... But it's um. I can't remember the title of it. I don't remember which issue number. It it might be, but it's a palindrome. And if if anybody doesn't know what a palindrome is, it's a word that's spelled the same frontward as it is backward. A lot of people will say like race car or boob or poops. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But anything that's like the same forward as it is backward. But with this, the entire book is the same forward as it is backward. Every, like every panel, every like piece of art, Every word is the same forward as it is backward. You could read the f- the first page to the last page, or the last page to the first page, and it translates that way every time. And I've never seen any other anything else that's done that before. It is it is very well done. Yeah, yeah. I, that that that's definitely uh, one that stuck out with me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say uh, about it. I'm sorry I didn't no, like no, it as, no, as much, as, but uh, yeah, I mean, I say check it out if that's your thing. Um, 
Well, and I just kind of I liked... mean, the art, the art is great. Yeah. I mean, it's fan, it's fantastic. It's just, I don't know. I may, and maybe, maybe I am a prude. I, <laughs> but because, but there is, there is stuff I like that's open ended. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't always have to have closure, but with this, it, you're on a slippery slope. Well, and I thought it, it was interesting too about how with the way that he was manipulating these people, he was taking like their their greatest like hopes and desires and like twisting them and Kinda manipulating like <sighs> not not necessarily not exactly okay all right but well, the thing with pennywise he does that because he like feeds on like their fear and stuff and i think with ice cream man he's just fucking with them yeah yeah he's just doing it for the for the for what do they call it the the lols yeah <laughs> he's just doing it for the lols for all you kids out there hello fellow kids <laughs> but uh yeah i mean that's that's really all i got to say about it Corey. all right well i'm sorry uh <laughs> you didn't like it more <laughs> and with that dear friends we come to the end of another delightfully disturbing episode of misters of the dark as always thank you for listening thank you to the fearscape media network and thank you to saint Corey adams and our lady of the dark ashley jones adams from Nothing Wrong for our musical theme. Wow, that was great. <laughs> you really think so? Oh yeah, with me always having to travel around the globe spreading the dark to the masses, I never really get a chance to just sit around and unwind. <clears throat> you know what? I like you. Sue me, I like you. Um, thanks? <laughs> you know what that means, don't you? I'm not going to kill you. It it was enticing at first, but I kind of want to keep you around. You were planning to kill me? Eh, killing, schmilling. Say, why don't you just stay here permanently? There's plenty of room in the basement. Uh, you mean it? Sure. I'll go grab my gear. Oh, and uh, when you get down there, never mind all the half-eaten candy corn and Mia Goth photos, I went through a weird phase when Stefan first left. But, before we go, dear friends, I'll leave you with this. Change is inevitable. Growth is optional. Good night.